Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back with Vershawn Jackson. Sponsored by Wingstop. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Give me my character, Whipple. Without further ado, Adam, character, live. Adam, character, Minnesota meltdown or Minnesota hangover? Oh, man. Bills felt like a meltdown on Saturday. <laughs> Give me a take, big fella. Overall game. We probably should do report oh, card. Uh, well, I'll give you a brief synopsis. I mean, we came out. I was very pleasantly surprised how we looked at first half. I was like, holy crap. You know, you got the number 12 rushing offense in the country. They were in minus yards rushing at halftime. They don't throw the ball very well. Uh, typically throughout this season, Tanner Morgan hadn't thrown a touchdown pass since September. They're starting quarterback, obviously. He didn't play the second half. You know, we're being physical. We're running the ball. I think Anthony Grant had 60 yards rushing on the opening drive alone. Uh, Obviously, everything flipped in the second half. You know, uh, I literally just recorded a show about, you know, and this is no indictment on Chubba Purdy. Nice kid, good kid, talented kid, got a bright future, just isn't ready yet, and that's okay. Uh, But if Logan Smothers has started the game, I think we win that football game, especially if we we coach around him a little bit better and instead of putting the player in who fits our scheme better, maybe we put the better player on the field and mold the game plan around him, which is what we did not do. Had we done that with Logan, I think we, we probably win that ball game. Um, you know, the second half, it was, it was tough because they, they took control of the game. You know, they, I used to say they out in Nebraska to us, but I don't know. That seems to happen a little too often in, in recent years, so I don't say that anymore. They just out-physicaled us and whatnot and took over the game, and their backup quarterback came in, and shoot, he might be their best quarterback now. Who knows? Uh, he, he certainly made a lot of plays and gave us a lot of fits. So uh, my biggest takeaway was what I mentioned about the quarterback spot, uh, how pleasantly surprised I was the first half, how we couldn't maintain it, and how we didn't make adjustments to their adjustments to what they did in the second half. Do you feel like we went away, though, from – I mean, did you see us get under center and going to the A set? Double um, tight end? I mean, it's not typically something we do a lot. So, w- why not go back to that? W- why does it seem like offensively we struggled to call plays in the second half, in the second quarter, when we start out 
on fire with simple stuff. I mean, we've established that we're very good at coming in with our preset 16 plays that a lot of offenses run. We've been very good at that all year. Um, there was a couple games where we made good halftime adjustments, Rutgers, Indiana. Maybe we were just that much more talented, and eventually it took over. Um, you know, for me, when you have a quarterback who's doing his best, talented, not ready, but he's very excitable, overwhelmed, I mean, that's kind of an important position, you know. So it's going to affect everything that happens. It's going to affect the simplest of play calls, which is why, again, why didn't we start our second best quarterback? Why didn't we mold a plan around him? And if, you know, I've heard that Chubba looks a little bit better in practice at times, okay, well, maybe that's the plays that are being called to fit his strengths better. But, you know, some players do look better in practice. Practice matters, so fine, start Chubba, okie dokie. But at some point after our 98th consecutive three and out, it's a record, you know, it's like, why don't we give the other guy a shot? Why don't we make that call a little bit sooner in the game? Uh, to me, that's why we struggled. Mm. Reset the presets is what I like to say. Reset the presets. So you had a Caleb Tanner coming out party. How do you think he played? I thought he had a great first half. You know, I mean, we have three guys you can get after the quarterback. Um, if you just look at the stat line this year, it's, it shows one guy. But we have three guys, you know, in the first half. I was like, all right, we're doing a few more things. We're making it look like these guys are coming, they are coming, other guys are dropping. Then all of a sudden, all right, we're running stunts and different things with the pass rushers on the field. Here's the thing that did help us, too, though, is Minnesota was not having a lot of success on first and second down. So third down was obvious passing situations. So that made our lives a lot easier. In the second half, we didn't have them in those passing situations. The obvious passing situations which makes it more, much more challenging to do some of the things that the defense was doing in the first half because what if they run the ball? It's not the best run defense. So they kept us guessing on defense better in the second half. Yeah, I. how do you stop 13 straight runs? What do you do to stop that? Because, I mean, because at some point, don't you got to if, – if a team just says, you know what, I'm about to line up and I'm about to brick you with the same play, just the opposite side, how do you – what would you have told this defense if you were the defensive coordinator to stop that? I mean, at a certain point, it's just plain physicality. I mean, that, that's what it is. You know, I mentioned the strength and conditioning program during the game and even in my gut reaction. Um, this is not the first time. It's, it's, it's reared its head in the second half. You know, over the past few years, you know, I, I can't help but go back to that Northwestern game. It, like, we are the one in their one and eight record. I mean, does that not drive you nuts? Um, <laughs> and for three, for three quarters, we were the better team. And then in the fourth quarter, we were exhausted. We were tired. We got pushed around by a team that's not that talented. Um, so, anyways, for me, it was just being out physical. Now, you can adjust the scheme. You can adjust the call. You can do run blitzes. You can sell out for the run blitz on a run blitz and gamble that they won't throw the ball at a certain point, it just comes down to knocking people back, shedding the block and knocking somebody in the dirt when you tackle them. Mm. Black sir. Is that, is that kind of the way you look at it as well? When you think about how we just got ran through, you talked about that earlier, you know, us being just completely ran through yeah, 13 we got, straight plays, same we, plays. We got pushed, we got pushed around at the end. Um, and like I say, you know, for a team to run it 13 straight times, you know, it, it seemed like they was running the same play, one side to the other side, and we couldn't stop it. 
I would have liked to seen some a, a, a better de- a better another defense of some like a five two, you know, or something like a bubble. But we ran away from that because they, they used that last week. I would have liked to seen us use that a lot more like this week. But it's just you know like like Adam said, we got beat at the end. We got beat down. Out of shape. Yeah. What, I, I, what do you attest that to? Like what what workouts in season work to keep you in optimal shape, or is this a precursor of what happened in the off season? Well, you know, one thing. Hey, well, hey, okay, go ahead, Adam. Oh no, that's fine. I wasn't sure if he was talking to me or you. Yeah. Uh, you know, for me, it it's set up in the off season. What you do during the season is just maintenance, so you hopefully don't lose strength. Um, if you're truly going hard with physical practice, playing physical on Saturday, you can only do so much in the weight room. So you just try to maintain during the season and stay healthy and rehab. If you got to do any of that stuff, prehab, so you hopefully don't get hurt. To me, it's all built in the off season, though, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that one. Hey, how about how about a bright spot? Bushini. Did oh. you see his average? Oh, yeah. What do you average, about 50? 55. Yeah, he was kicking good. He was kicking good. How, how big of a, a weapon has he been this year for us, uh, Adam? What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. You know, it's funny. There's several games when I've watched him. I'm like, man, he just keeps doing really good and nobody talks about it, including myself. Right. You know, maybe <laughs> I was just like, maybe I should talk about it this game. <laughs> but there's so many other things going on. He just keeps flying under the radar like. When you're getting ran through in the second half and you're not starting the, the best quarterback you have available and you got everything going on with the coaching search, it's kind of like, oh, the punter's doing great. Well, that's awesome. Let's talk about 48 other things. So, no, props to Bushini, and I'll call myself out for not pointing it out more. He's done a great job this year. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, nobody is talking about Bushini. This dude with six kicks for 55 yards. Look, that's amazing around in these parts. And and that is a bright spot. I thought Caleb Tanner played well. I thought, again, conditioning kicked in in the fourth quarter. In the second quarter, it kicked in for our offense. Let me let me go back. Play calling kicked in to me because I thought that we could have called a little bit better game. You know, you've had no receivers other than Washington, and that was at the end of the game with his big play. But, but, but other than Trey Palmer – why not use Trey Palmer as a decoy? You ran him on that jet sweep motion when we were getting yards in the first quarter. You got to come back to the jet sweep, don't you? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, keep in mind, I was a quarterback in high school. And so I tend to look at things from based on my own experiences from a defensive perspective. And when I played quarterback, um, I was actually a much better quarterback than I was a defensive player. So that's where I thought I was going to play in college. But when I first started my sophomore year, uh, it was like my only second year of ever playing tackle football. Everything was moving really fast for me. So when I mentioned this stuff about Chubba, I know exactly what it looks like. 
Uh, I mean, the first few passes I ever threw, I just threw it to a blur of players because I couldn't freaking see anything. They both ended up being interceptions. So we had this kid on my team, all right, and he was supposed to be like a D1 stud, go to UCLA, all this stuff. And I even, I said, hey, James, I said, I'm a little overwhelmed right now. Uh, I'm just going to throw you the ball more often than not. And it didn't go very well because, you know, I was overwhelmed and he was covered because teams were focusing on him. I feel like that's kind of what happened Saturday. We had a quarterback that's a little overwhelmed. Everything's moving really fast. Hey, I've got one of the best receivers in the country. I'm just going to target him if I have any doubts. And obviously he threw the ball to other guys. And in Chubb's defense, we did have a few drops as well. That did not help either. Um, But it kind of, that's what I was thinking of on Saturday. I guess I didn't really take that into consideration. We did have more drops than you probably can shake a stick at than we've seen in in a ball game, in all in one game. But, I, I mean, you got to find a way to 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 duplicate what you did in the first quarter. You have to, and and to me, it starts with coaching. You know, play call means it's a lot. When you got Purdy in there, you can't call the same plays that you would call with Casey. When you got uh, us Logan in there, you can't call the same plays that you would call with Purdy. But then vice versa. But 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 it's something about that Iowa game. I go back to with, with uh, Logan. It was something special about Logan to me, about his character, about his heart, about his willingness to lay it all on the line for the for the football team. And we did to him in that game, we put him in a bad position. We told a, a run-first quarterback, yeah, go back there and drop back seven yards like Casey and throw it around the yard on the eight-yard line, on our eight. You protect that kid. By running the ball, you protect that kid because we had the lead at that point. There's no reason to be throwing the ball all over the yard. We need to take notes from the teams that have come in here in the fourth quarter and blown us off the ball in the fourth quarter. This is my take. Big fella, any other bright spots? I just could say it's funny you brought up the Iowa game. Ever since that game, I've been a big Logan Smothers fan. And you, you point back to the past few years. I, I can't really point to many things that I'm like, hey, Scott Frost did a good job here or there. I really can't. But one thing I've always been like, he did a great job of game planning around Logan Smothers in that Iowa game. And we had a, a two-possession lead. Then the block punt, we lose, everything else. But I became a Logan Smothers fan in that game. I became a Logan Smothers fan actually when he committed because he committed well over a year before he signed to play at Nebraska. And he never wavered. He was committed longer than anybody in his recruiting class. And this past offseason, he could have gone. They bring in Whipple. That offense doesn't fit his, his strengths. Then here comes Casey. Boom, immediately plugged in the guy that just started the last game of our season last year and played pretty well at times for sure in that game. But he didn't go anywhere. Here comes Chuba, plugged in front of him. Like His loyalty and the ability that he has, I've been a, a Logan Smothers fan ever since really he com- committed signed and then especially in that Iowa game I feel like he's just kind of like underappreciated he's like this dynamic weapon with his speed and toughness Um, he's got things he's got to improve on like any other player on planet earth but I feel like even if Casey plays let's just have a package for him short yardage goal line red zone something else the defense has to spend time on in practice that can just be it could even just be like five or six plays for our offense it doesn't have to be that complicated but make the defense's life harder because preparing for the option takes twice as long as preparing for any other run play. 
So anyways, th- those are my thoughts on, on the whole Logan Smothers deal. Adam, you got a time for a short Nick segment? <laughs> oh, if, for if, you. If not, give me guys, your give yeah. me give me your last words. Either or, big fella. I, I appreciate you as as always on Mondays. We got a lot to talk about. I got uh, tough Tony Davis coming up as well. So you got to roll, roll, and I appreciate you. But give me your if it's last words, give it to me. Yeah, and and I'll remember this. Remember this real quick. Michigan yeah. has the exact same quarterback that we faced in the second half, but better with a better offensive line, better receivers, and I'm not going to say a better running back, but just as good. So give me your last words, big fella. Yeah. Tell, tell Tough Tony I said hi. Uh, him and his son, Josh, who played in Nebraska, has a bunch of special teams records. We put on a camp together the past two years in the summer. But, oh, man, you look at the Michigan game. I got a question on my character live show last night, and it was, are you scared to watch the Michigan game? And I kind of chuckled. Like, am I scared as in the aspect of I think, like, there's something bad going to happen? No. Am I scared in the aspect of it could could potentially go get ugly and I may not want to watch it, but I have to because it's part of my job and I'm a former player and I just want to support the program. Yeah, that's a valid concern. Uh, I'm also very well aware that upsets happen. Um, they're a big favorite for a reason. We're a big underdog for a reason. Uh, the Michigan game, I'm just kind of like, you know, you've always got a puncher's chance. Uh, we're 29 and a half point dogs for a reason. It's just like, I'm going to watch and I'm just going to see what happens. And you never know what can happen, uh, but uh, I guess we'll see what happens because I'm just like, man, just keep it respectable. And if you keep it close, you never know what can happen, but just at least keep it respectable. Because uh, the last two games of the year, you know, if we limp out of that Michigan game all sorts of beat up, you know, it can make it harder to win those last two games because those last two games, and I know Wisconsin's looking better, and, you know, I think Iowa may have scored more than two points, so they're all excited over there. Uh, but they're very winnable games for us. But anyway, those are my my final thoughts. Adam, as usual, I appreciate you, big fella. Until next week, hopefully, hopefully we'll be we'll be we'll be saying we did the unthinkable. We avenged the nineteen ninety seven double championship team game. Ah, I better not do that. that. Would, appreciate it. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Wishful thinking, but then I'll be drinking the Kool-Aid hey, again, won't I? Don't seem like a hangover. You see like you still drinking, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hangover Monday. Yeah, hangover Monday. Listen, tough Tony Davis coming up. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. It's the captain on the ticket, 93.7. What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide-open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opry ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com.